Good morning. I do want to start off by one little thing, and only some of you guys will get this, and if you don't get it, just but hashtag Tom is pretty. <laughs> uh, no, but my father-in-law is here, and you guys have um, heard him speak. And one thing I've always loved about uh, going to hear him speak, or even when we've had like hard conversations with them, um, he always does it with a big smile. Like he smiles real big, and then he says the hard thing, and he keeps going. And you're just sitting there like, well, this is all happy and sunshine. And they're like, wait, he just said that. That stepped on my toes. But he did that with a smile. Wait. So today, as I smile, I'm going to start off by saying, today we're going to talk about how to have joy when life sucks. And I'm going to open this up in prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for this group of people that have come, God, that they just want to grow closer to you. They want to hear your word. And God, I just pray the spirit of joy to fall on them today. God, you have given me this word joy, and I just pray that they open and receive it, and God, that they can take it and walk out with it in their everyday lives. God, I just ask, too, that you put a smile on these people's faces, that when people see their smile, they ask, what is that? And they say, I got the joy of the Lord. So, God, I just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for choosing me to speak your word. In your name, amen. So what does the Bible say about joy? So this is going to be Ben at age five, and he's going to tell us what the Bible says about joy. Maybe. Always be joyful. That's the name. Be five by sixteen. Always be joyful. Uh, joyful. <laughs> joyful. Joyful. Okay. First. First. Be. No, Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Five. Five. Seventeen. Seventeen. Never. Never stop playing. Okay. <laughs> Always be joyful and never stop praying. And that's found in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17. And Paul's writing a letter to the church to um, just kind of lay out what God wants from us. He wants us to always be joyful and he never wants us to stop praying. Simple, right? So be joyful and never stop praying. Y'all good? Want to go home? <laughs> well, if you're anything like me, I'm not always joyful. And I don't always pray when I should. Like, if I hadn't had coffee in the morning, and I'm going to Starbucks, and I pull up, and that cheerful, happy voice, good morning, comes over, that's when I should pray, because my thought is, seriously? Give me my coffee, you crazy caffeinated woman. And I should pray, Holy Spirit, help me to be nice, because I don't want to be nice. And that's an easy fix. Just give me coffee, give me Jesus, and we're good to go, right? I don't know. Anybody else like that? Coffee and Jesus, and you're good. 
But what about when life hits? What about when our circumstances are so heavy? And what about when life sucks? Because let's be honest, life can suck, it does suck, and it will suck. And if suck is a bad word in your vocabulary, I'm sorry. But we call it real life for a reason. And in those moments, coffee can't fix that. So back in 2011, in January, and I knew it was January, we found out we were pregnant. And I remember this to a T because... It was halftime, the Steelers were winning, and they were headed to the playoffs. Ooh, I got a like back there. That's why you're part of this church. <laughs> um, we were so excited. Um, I lost my place, but we were excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was excited about the Steelers. <laughs> um, yeah, but we were excited that we were going to welcome our fourth child. Elijah was so into this pregnancy that he knew he was having a brother. At this point, he had two sisters. He knew, he knew, he knew he was having a brother. And if you said, nah, I think it's a girl, he would fight you on it. So he knew it was a girl. In April, I went in to find out what we were having. And it's always such a happy time to find out, is it going to be a boy? Is Eli right? Part of me wants to be like, you were wrong. But no, to find out what we were having. And I went in by myself because at that time, John was working at Chick-fil-A. And he was in the management position and he was headed to Baltimore for training. And I was fine going in by myself because, let's be honest, fourth one, we've been there, done that. Let me just get a DVD and I'll take it home and show it to John. Uh, So... The lady came in to do my sonogram, and we were talking back and forth, and was telling her about all the children I have, and that this is the fourth one, telling her about Eli. And she got really quiet. And she just kind of said, I'll be right back. And I'm like, well, that's a little odd. And so she came back with the doctor, and the doctor started doing the sonogram too. And she got quiet and turned to me and said, I'm sorry but your baby no longer has a heartbeat. I was five months pregnant at that time, and so you've already started to feel the flutters, and you're starting, your fourth one, you're definitely showing. Um, And just the thought that my baby's no longer there. For a while, it was living in pure hell, so I had to call John and tell him the news. I had to bring it to Eli that he wasn't getting a brother. And I had to break it to the rest of the family that we no longer had a baby. The worst part was I had to give birth to my sweet little boy, Levi. I was broken and I was empty. I was really mad at God. And I didn't want to have joy. Where's the joy in that? And if I'm real honest, I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to talk to God. I just wanted to bury a hole and sit in it. Joy is never dependent on our circumstances. Joy is what we choose. The key word is we choose to have when things are not going well. We tend to lack joy when we try to do things in our own strength. 
and we know we don't have enough strength to handle the pain. And sometimes we push it down and we smile and say, it's okay. And then we push it down a little bit more and smile and say, I'm okay. When deep down we are hurting and we are actually acting out because we get mad and we do not have the joy of the Lord on us at the moment. There was a point during the loss of my son, I found myself saying, God, I really hurt and I don't know how to pray right now. And I really need your help. We've all been there. We've all been hurt and we've been broken down. And it's what we do in those moments too. Do we choose to pray and ask God for help? Or do we choose to stay and stir in it? And so I was praying for a couple days and, you know, my prayer was not this, oh, Lord God Almighty. It was, God, this sucks. This really sucks. And I have a family that I need to help and I need to find my joy again. And I just happened after praying that prayer, I hopped on Facebook, which 99% of the time, that's a really bad idea. Um, But I had a message in my Facebook And it was from a a guy I went to high school with. Didn't really have a great friendship with him. Um, It was just one of those things like, sure, I'll accept your friendship, but never really talk to. And he sent me this message on Facebook. And it said, the Lord is close to the broken heart. And he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And that's in Psalms 34, 18. That's all it said. And I needed those words, and they were God's words, to help lift me up. That God is close to the brokenhearted, and he rescues those. So I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I know you're with me. From there, I started praying for God to help me through this pain and to find my joy again. And in a little bit, I'll come back and let you know the end of that story. So as I was preparing for this, um, joy just kept showing up everywhere to the point where I was like, God, you want me to speak on joy? Because I'm not ready to preach again. Y'all, it's scary up here, okay? Just letting you know, it is not easy to get up here and talk to y'all. So, but yeah, God was like, joy, I want you to speak on my joy. So I put this question out on Facebook. What does it mean to you to have joy? The common thread was my hope in Jesus, my peace through him, and the promise he has given me gives me joy. And I found it very interesting that not one single person said happy or happiness, and it was all his hope, his joy, his peace. I also found it very interesting that not one believer commented on that, which I really wanted a non-believer to comment because I wanted to know where they find their joy. Lots of time people get happiness mixed up with joy. Rick Warren defines the word joy. Joy is a settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence, the ultimate, ultimately knowing everything is going to be all right, and the determined choice 
to praise God in every situation. That really should be in the dictionary because that sums up joy. And I love how he says, I choose to praise because, you know, in the Bible, it does say praise him through your circumstances. Praise him when things don't look right or go right. And so I know with being a mom of four and they were all littler, uh, chaos would always break out. And if it's just you versus four little monsters, you tend to lose your cool and you tend to yell. And I had learned over time, let me just put on worship music and have a dance party. Um, I still do that. (laughs) Doing dishes, that's not joyful, but let's praise Jesus through doing some dishes. Um, But we would, we would have a dance party and then our house would be full of God's joy because we are praising him through this chaos. Kiddos, I have this video of y'all dancing. No, I'm just kidding. I really do, but I won't embarrass them. (laughs) Believers have joy because joy only comes from him. You can only find joy in knowing him. Non-believers tend to say they have joy, but what they're really saying is they have happiness instead of joy. When life starts to suck, they can't find joy because their happiness is gone and they don't have his promise to stand on. In Romans 5.13, it says, I pray that the God, the source of hope, you will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Like that spells it all out. And that's what everybody was saying on Facebook. I have joy because I have peace in him. I trust him because he is always faithful. He will never leave you. And there I find my joy. So back to my story in 2011, we got pregnant again. And we were filled with great joy. I also had a fear of losing my son again. But my prayer life grew. When you go through a dark time and a dark situation and you get to the other side and see how faithful God is, when you hit that situation again, you know what to do. Why? Because God is always faithful and he will always carry you through. On July 13th, Benjamin Levi Butler was born. He was the happiest baby ever. When I prepared this message, I asked my other kids, let me put a little insert in here. I love all my children to death. My children are amazing to see my girls up here worship. Jesus, there is no greater joy than seeing your children follow after Jesus. My son is amazing on tech and behind the scenes, and he's smart, and his heart is beautiful. But I'm going to talk about Benjamin. (laughs) I just wanted to put that insert because God has blessed us with amazing children. And my prayer life group, Benjamin was born, and he's the happiest. And so I asked my kids, hey, what is one word that describes Benjamin? And they all said, he's joyful. Anybody that meets Ben says he 
is full of joy. When you meet Ben, you instantly fall in love with him. Right, Tony? (laughs) But everybody that is in, in contact with him from his teachers, they always say, Ben is such a joy to have in class. Everybody describes Ben full of joy. And he is my promise from God. He is my promise that I will have joy again. And God gave me joy through Benjamin. Ben is always full of joy. And if he ever gets upset, one run. Because that boy can go from happy joy to psycho kid. But it doesn't last too long. (laughs) And it's hardly ever... But when he doesn't have joy, it starts to freak me out because his presence in the, the house changes, and I don't like it. So I always try to hurry up and try to help him figure out what's going on so we can have our joy back. But that got me to thinking, where does he find joy? How does he get his joy? Because let's be honest, he's young, and he's still trying to figure this whole God thing out. Have I seen him stop and pray? Yes. And I've seen God answer his prayers in an amazing way. And that's probably a different message there. But he is still trying to figure God out. So I don't know if he really stops to pray, God, give me your joy. So I asked him, I said, buddy, where do you get your joy from? Why are you so joyful all the time? And of course he says, it's naturally. I'm like, well, that doesn't help. But then, it really did, Um, it, it got me thinking again, God, do you just naturally bless people with joy? And so I started praying that, and God turned the question on me, and he says, you pray for the Holy Spirit to come, but do you ever pray for the fruit of the Spirit? You always pray for the spirit of fear to leave, to leave me, to leave my children, leave my household. You also pray for the spirit of depression to leave. But when have you ever prayed for the fruit of the spirit of joy and peace, kindness? So lately, my prayer has turned into, God, fill me with the fruit of the spirit. You know, we hear about the fruit of the spirit in in Sunday school or once in a while, like a pastor will just kind of breeze over. The fruit of the Spirit is this. But have you ever really taken the time to pray, God, fill me with the Spirit of love. Fill me with your Spirit of joy. Fill me with the Spirit of kindness. I don't until now, until God smacked me and said, why don't you? And so we also need to pray for that. Because how are people going to see God's love and God's joy and God's peace if we don't ask to be filled with it so it can flow out of us? A few months ago, I found myself just hurting. I found myself being empty and sad. And it was from the transitioning out of one ministry into planning this church. And I was praying and I was expressing all my thoughts to God. I mean, honestly, we, I was having a pity party. Does anybody else do that? Like, woe is me, God. Like, 
You know, it's so good we serve a good God who loves us and listens to us whine. You know, when my children whine, there are times I'm like, shut up. But God never does. And I love you, children. Um, but, you know, I was express, expressing this to God. I just feel empty and sad. And God, we're transitioning out of this to, into planting this church for you. But why do I feel so empty? And God simply spoke to me, what brings you joy? And I answered, well, God, of course you do. You bring me joy. And he's like, what else brings you joy? I said, well, have an amazing husband that loves God and is serving God. Okay, what else brings you joy? My children. My children bring me joy knowing they love you and they're following after you. Okay, something else. I was like, okay, God, my house. I love the house you've given us that we can invite people in and love on them and so forth. And he just kept asking, what brings you joy? What brings you joy? Which then my prayer turned around without even really noticing. Thank you, God, for my amazing husband. Thank you, God, for my amazing children. Thank you, God, for this amazing house. Thank you, God, for the calling on our lives. And my soul was filling up with joy. And it was his joy because of the blessings and the faithfulness and the promises he's given me. And we need to let people see that. When life really sucks, we need to let people see that God is with us and God is for us and he has joy. When we remind ourselves of the good things God has already done for you, you will find joy in his faithfulness. He will never, ever fail you. And knowing that should bring you joy. Again, when life is sucking, look back at how faithful God was. I'm telling you, there's not one person in here that can't say, well, God didn't do one thing for me. And he has. And we need to thank God for that. And we need to be reminded that he will get us through this. And he will bring us great joy if we trust him. Yeah, I had the girls sing The Goodness of God. And I don't know about you, but I cannot get through that song. When you think about the goodness of God and all he's brought you through, your whole soul should be full with joy. Because it's only God that can get you through. There is not one person that can get you through that. There is not one thing that can get you through that. Money can't get you through that. Only God gets you through that. So when you sing the goodness of God, my mind just starts filling up with my amazing family. Thank you, God, for them. To this church family, thank you, God, for them. So when you sing the goodness of God, don't just sing the words. Put it into practice. And he is running after you. So let him catch you and let him fill you up with joy. So that is my challenge for this week. What brings you joy? Find that. 
Ask God. Sit down and have that question with him. God, what brings me joy? How can you fill me up with joy? And start listing that down. And once you find it, spread it. Spread joy. I feel like Buddy the Elf when he says, it brings you joy. So we're not supposed to contain our joy. Don't put your joy in the box. Because that is too good to keep to yourself. And what one thing gives you joy and the one situation that you're going through that you say, God will get me through this, and you share that with somebody, you don't know what else is going on in that person's life. And your joy and your faithfulness in God is contagious. Because that person might turn around and be like, okay, I need that. I need help in this situation. So God, help me. But if you keep that to yourself, who are you harming? Not only yourself, but the person you're supposed to share that with. So when you find your joy, go up to somebody and say, hey, Tom, God gives me joy because he's provided for my family. And then go to somebody else and say, God gives me joy because, and share that in your stories. So how to have joy when life sucks? Pray and choose to have joy. God gives us that choice. It's up to you to get out of your butt and just pray. And ask God to help you. And choose to have that joy. Here's a little fun fact. I'm not a numbers person at all. Like, it drives me crazy. But I know some people in here are. So... Yes, my husband and Mr. Mike Watson back there loves numbers. So here's, this is for you. Joy is found 430 times in the Bible. 430. Happiness, 10. 10. So find your joy and choose to have joy. Read your Bible too. I think I said it in the last message. You know, my dad growing up would always say, and when he preaches now, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Why? Because it's full of God's promises. And if you need help to stand on something, gosh, go read Job. If you can survive like Job and still have joy, probably what you're going through is not that big. But if it is, know that God's promise is to always be with you and to always see you through. And he is always faithful. Girls, you can come on up. So I'm going to leave you with this real quick. Always be Joyful. Joyful. Okay, first. First. B. No, Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Five. Five. Seventeen. Seventeen. Never. Never stop playing. Okay. Always be joyful and never stop praying. And I hope you guys can walk out with that. 
that in order to have joy, you need to pray and you need to ask God to help you, to fill you with joy. And this week too, make sure you write down what brings you joy and make sure you share. So I'm gonna have the girls lead us in the goodness of God again and just be filled up with his joy today. Just let him rain down on you his joy as you're thinking about how good and faithful God is. So if you guys wanna stand and we're gonna close out with this song. God, I just thank you for always running after me. When I want to be stubborn and hard-headed, you have patience and you just fill me up with your joy. And I thank you. I thank you for your goodness, for your peace, for your love, for your joy, for your happiness, for your kindness. And God, I just ask for a double portion today of all of that. And God, I ask that you rain down on everybody today too. God, show them your love and show them your joy and let them walk out and just spread joy. God, I just thank you for all that you're going to do in us. And I just thank you for everything you have done. And God, we just love you and we adore you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Don't forget the beginning of the month is prayer and for... Um